Hello everyone, uh, welcome to our post-trade deadline podcast. It's been a couple of days late, but um, got around to it eventually. Yeah, that's better than I usual. I usually speed with stuff, so that's progress at least. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, how did you find the trade, de- trade deadline, Sam? Um, uh, weird, the deadline itself. It, it was sort of it was a bit of a crescendo, wasn't it? it yeah. It it was a lot of waffle for about a week before the deadline. Yeah, or maybe more, maybe slightly more than that with the. Yeah, and then then late at night, well, early morning for us, the Bauer trade happened, and then you thought, yeah, that's going to trigger stuff on the thirty first, and absolutely nothing happened for quite a while. Until the and last then, about hour and a half, wasn't it? And then uh, Jesus Aguilar got traded, and you thought that's going to make stuff happen, and that didn't really nothing really moved then and then it got like really late like it was literally the last what 45 minutes everything just exploded and then actually the biggest stuff happened after the deadline passed ridiculously yeah yeah um i kind of thought nothing it was gonna end up being very quiet like basically nothing was gonna happen for a yeah. while because there were all these rumors for absolutely ages and nothing was happening and there wasn't wasn't like there was even much else to the rumours the national like national baseball reporters were saying other than just scouts watch scouts some. watch this person oh this team this list of teams might be interested in this person yeah there's hardly anything even about teams actually negotiating or players they'd be interested in a yeah, trade or anything yeah. like that so it seemed like it it just wasn't going to happen um and a lot of people still saying that it was like very disappointing but it's just it's i think it's just it was very overplayed and overhyped maybe i think like part it probably of it always is is just yeah you didn't not obviously not all of the big name players moved and like the big trades happened but there was a well, couple think... of really big ones and a lot of small ones which are going to make quite a big difference see i think the reason that it's being talked about as like a bit of a the underwhelming is because all those ones that we just said they speculated over endlessly almost none of them happened marcus stroman moved but that was a bit before the deadline but all of the others, Vasquez, Wheeler, Baumgartner, Smith, yeah. um, even Mike Miner, none of those guys got traded. Yeah. So the thing was that, like, the, the guys at the end, you look at some of the reaction to the trade deadline, and it was, yeah. look at all these players who well, didn't move. But then the, the list of I mean, players... some that... of the ones that didn't move were a bit silly. Oh, yeah, but, I agree. Um, well, I think particularly... Um, uh, who was it? Mike Miner, I think I, that was sort of a bit... Bit strange, he didn't move. I was surprised by that, but I suspect that was where people probably were not wanting to pay. They thought they were selling high, and then and no one was willing because, to buy. Like, high. The story of a lot of it wasn't it was. Um, that was a lot of the rumours that people, general managers saying the prices were too high. But I think, to be, if anything, it's people, the buying teams just don't want to pay anything, give away really. any good prospects for anyone. And then the sellers like can say, "Fine, we'll keep." To. Yeah. Um, so, so, but I think that so Syndergaard's another one on that list actually. Players that were talked about being traded, but it didn't really get close. No. But then there were actually big deals that happened that we didn't think would happen. Yeah. With like obviously Granky and even Mark Melanson, to be honest, because of the size yeah. of his contract. Yeah, that's quite big. And and to be honest, how good he's actually been. Like, I mean, it seems sort of, seems sort of ridiculous to people that haven't been following him and that he's got this reputation of just being a bad contract now. But I, I was saying when we've been watching the Giants last few weeks that I think he's, he looks like he's basically back to his best, because a lot, well, 
a lot of times with the Giants, where we played with injury a bit, he'd been his fastball had been down to like 89, 90 miles an hour, like at top, and he'd been missing the zone quite a lot, like a lot of wasted pitches. Whereas the last like, how many games is it? I, I think it was his last nine games for the Giants or something. Basically, not. I think he he was get his cutter was getting up to 84, which is like as high as ever. Not 84, 94. Which yeah. Highs ever got when he was good, and he was, you know, just painting on the outside corner of it. That, yeah. Cl- getting the curveball, getting big break on the curveball again, and just hitting the bottom of the strike zone, which is I think was when he was at his best. Was basically so, clipping the zone so people can't take it. The recent improvement but in his numbers. Not easy pitches to hit. It, there's a there's obviously a chance it's a fluke, but I don't, there's other stuff to suggest it's not like you said. So he's clearly found something else in his stuff. And the cutter command recently has been exceptional, and he's the break. The curveball's got a real snap to it again. Yeah. A, a lot of the time since the big contract, I mean, he's had the injury issues, which obviously a lot of it. The curveball's just been like this kind of like weak thing. It was an easy take if it was below yeah. the zone. Well, and if he left it in the zone, it was getting smashed. Yeah, it was a home run. It felt like every single time it was left in the zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if we, I mean, I I really thought that was a, a nice move for the Braves because he's only got one more year. They've agreed to pay all his money. Um, and didn't give up much. And their payroll is quite small at the moment. Um, so they can yeah, afford to and, pay that and money. And they really badly need some need some uh, relief pitchers. Well, I, obviously, because I'm not paying the money, so it's easy to say this, I much prefer that deal where you go, we want Melanson enough that we'll pay his contract and we only give up like one pitcher. Back. And that, that reliever yeah. of the Giants have already DFA'd. Well, they've, got, they've got that huge group of... like really um like highly rated relief well, well pitching prospects they've had some of them that come up now and made it some of them that's still waiting for like ian anderson yeah um and basically tristan beck is like not even in that group yeah he's so just, he, like he's gonna be behind all these other guys anyway like he i don't think he was never really gonna have many opportunities at the braves but so I, I i like it i like it particularly for them that they they bit the bullet and were like we'll take the chance on because if he's if he's anything like he's been lately, he's going to be massive for them, um, and that they don't because they could have easily said right, we'll only pay a quarter of his money, and then the Giants' asking price would obviously be much higher, yeah. particularly because he's now pitching well, um, and then they they seem to pull off quite a nice deal for Shane Green as well. Yeah, what was it? I, yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't it? Because there was all the um, well, that's where it maybe was asking for slightly too much. Well, the rumours were they were asking for like Carter Keyboom and stuff, and that's why nothing was happening with them for ages. Yeah. And that package they got, what was it? Um, it was Travis Demerit and Joey Wentz. Demerit, yeah. the Demer- did you see Demerit came up? And um, as or I, I saw a tweet earlier. I don't know if this is exactly true. It was just a tweet, so you know it could be nonsense. That he's now second in Tigers O War. This season, after one game, what, so he's actually good. So yeah, that might end up being quite like he might end up being a decent player for the Tigers because he's one of these, one of these guys that's still quite young. He was crushing like it in AAA all year, having ridiculous year in AAA, and but he's not got a track record of that in the minors. No, uh, last like, year he was not good in AA. Yeah, but that happens sometimes, doesn't it? People just work it out. So yeah, like, I mean, be, but it's, it's completely different to what they're asking for before. Was they like also a, got Joey Wentz, who like baseball prospectus really like. Um. But again, because they've got such ridiculous depth of arms in that farm, he's not even one of their top arms, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, he yeah. was. Um, well, he was. He's a guy that was highly rated, wasn't he? Like last year. Yeah. I, I've not looked, but I think he must have just been bad. Like last year and this year, because now he's he's nowhere near that group. Um, he was good last year, actually. Oh. Um, he was good last year, but this year he's been poor in Double A. Uh, and then the other deal that they made was um, Chris Martin, Colby Allard for Chris Martin again, just dealing from this surplus of pitches and a guy that was highly thought of and has dropped off oh, a bit. Oh yeah, Colby Colby Allard's the one, isn't it? That was more highly rated. Yeah, um, and that that's another one that's just like they've got enough starters and like just a ridiculous number of pitchers. Yeah, I, was, I was a bit surprised they gave up Allard, um, but at the same time, yeah, it's he's not doing anything in AAA this year. They've made what they've done is it's like the first time in this sort of well this dynasty they're trying to build, I suppose. Well, I was a bit really excited when they've not actually done anything yet. Of um of actually making like a win now move, where they've given up prospects. But what they've done is they've done it in like a balanced way, basically like like what everyone wants to do now it seems, when no one wants to give stuff up. Unlike what the Phillies did, where they got in a got in a like a decent position with some of their prospects coming up, like Reese Hoskins and uh, Aaron Nola starting to be really good, and then just gave away the rest of their good prospects. Yeah. For players for right now and now they're sort of in a not great situation whereas the Braves have sort of managed to balance it because they, they really needed bullpen help this year like really badly and they've managed to get get it and get pretty good bullpen help but without actually ruining their farm so they've still got a good farm they could really push the Dodgers yeah It'd be, is they're, they're going to be really interesting to see how they how they do um, come playoff time um, I guess we should probably talk about Granky. Yeah, that's the other surprise move. We were talking about him like a week ago, weren't we? Or was it a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, we spent a while just saying how no underrated one, Zach Granky yeah, is. Yeah, no, no and no one's talking about him. Yeah, he's going to all of fame. He should be. He's amazing. And he should be, but because he's underrated, maybe not yet. But now he's gone to the Astros, he probably will because he'll probably he's going to win at least one World Series yeah, and and just be really good, really really good for a few years. Yeah, the trouble is, I don't, because it's, to me at least, I don't have too much to say about the Granky deal, because I'm such a big fan of him. It's just like, as the immediate reaction everyone had was, wow, they've not got Granky Cole and Verlander. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't really have anything to add to that. That's ridiculously good. I think it was silly that there was was no talk about him before. All the other stars there was talk about, because in the off-season there was talk of, will they deal Granky? And actually, I, I think I remember there was stuff then coming out about they'd only deal him for like a package of prospects, which is what they got. Yeah. Like they're not interested in just cutting the salary for him because he's too good for that. I absolutely love it um, for the Diamondbacks. But, I love it for the Diamondbacks. But yeah, I don't know why there wasn't talk about it, especially when about a week before the deadline, while the Diamondbacks actually had exactly the same record as the Giants. Their um, GM. Their GM yeah, their GM came out and said that this is that they're not this is they're not doing well enough to try and win, so they need to just sell. Which I mean is a little bit defeatist, to be honest. But after that as well, I don't know. All these other links which seem to be slightly like exaggerated and maybe slightly just speculation. I don't know why no one was speculating about Granky. Why there was no rumours with Granky, because 
that seemed like an obvious one to me because he everyone was busy talking about yeah. Robbie Ray for some reason yeah I mean like Greinke's like all the other pitches everyone was talking about I mean I mean I'd argue Bumgarner's quite good but like Greinke's like actually oh he's has a, a much better track record than he's like a cut above everyone else that we were talking about yeah yeah and he and it seemed like he was gettable for not that much because they, they well the Diamondbacks were never going to pay the whole salary um so yeah, I, it just puzzles me of why there was no mention of that by any of the media, like beforehand. But um, yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. Um, and the hall they got, the hall they got was really nice, wasn't it? I mean, they yeah. got they got two young they pitchers, quite a bit of depth, but like top end depth. To their yeah, they got two young pitchers, Seth Beer, who um, I think he's, I think he's actually broken the top one hundred on pipeline. Yeah, he has. Yeah, like right at the bottom. Um, and they got that. That Josh Josh Rojas, is that his name? Yeah, who earlier in the day guy. we talked about in the Bumgarner trade of like the Giants were interested in him, and we were like, yeah, but don't want just that. But yeah, he's, he's basically he's, like a he's gonna be fascinating to see if that's just he's had the best year of his career because yeah, he's well, a lot of people probably won't have heard anything about him. He was basically a late a late pick that was I think it was. Was that the guy? I think this guy was drafted when he was like 23, which is pretty old for a draft pick. And um, but this year in AAA has like is having like a 2020 season or something, isn't he? Or he's over. He's yeah, he's got over 20 home runs and over 20 stolen bases already. Uh, he's got like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's having a ridiculous year. Um, like an OPS over 900 and stuff, and as a shortstop. Yeah, and can play all over the shop. Um, but yeah, it's, but so it's sort of, yeah, quite, quite interesting, but not like a highly rated prospect. Yeah, so it, it could just be that this is the, the the yeah. the fake, the false year, if you like. Yeah. And that this isn't who he is, or he is this guy. In which case, it was ridiculous they got him as, a as the pro. fourth player in the trade. Yeah. But yeah, they've. They were basically starting their rebuild. Like, uh, it's thought it was well. It's sort of weird that they kept Granky this long, to be honest. Anyway, but they finally got the good haul from, him and he started pitching really well this year, uh, really, really well. Because yeah. after like they traded Goldschmidt and stuff, like that's basically giving up, isn't it? But I guess, and this is, I mean, we could go down a long, a long tangent here, which you probably try and avoid. But I guess this is the benefit to doing it, unlike how the Marlins and other selling teams do it is they said, we're going to trade Goldschmidt, our franchise star, but we're not selling off everything. We don't want to be terrible. Yeah. And then they go, fine, we'll keep Granky. No one offered them anything, I assume, decent in yeah. the offseason. So, yeah, they get another like decent spell out of him, and his value actually increases because his contract also gets less yeah. in that period. And that's why, if you are selling, don't yeah. tell everyone you're bloody selling. Yeah. The big or the, yeah, don't tell everyone we want to get rid of everyone right now. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of teams have done that well, like when the Tigers did it. And well, they ended up basically. Well, didn't, I don't. The, uh, what Verlander was a waiver trade. Didn't get anything for, hardly. Yeah, barely anything for him. And, then, and like JD Martinez, just like, and hardly. Those two were free agents though, and their thing. Yeah, they're but both. still, I mean, they're they're very good hitters. Some of it's just, um, yeah. So, some of it's just negotiating stuff that that I don't. It's bizarre. I I mean, I I'd like to say I'm sure they know better than than we do, but. 
some of the stuff where you you tell people what your plan is before you've done it yeah when you're going to then be negotiating with said people is very weird like the like well like i said the morning we're going to cut payroll and we want to get rid of all these guys don't tell the people you might be giving them to that where's your leverage i know and then you get nothing like so i i think the diamondbacks have pulled a blinder they also pulled off that slightly bizarre trade jazz chisholm jazz chisholm for zach gallant who was their top prospect who had been having a bad year but he's a toolsy guy yeah but really really like if his ceiling is basically which seems gone. to fit the marlins yeah to fit the marlins quite well because well they didn't they pick up some others current files they got but they did some other moves didn't they to get some they more also position got, player prospects they got jesus sanchez yeah that's it isn't it jesus sanchez yeah they got him in the deal that saw Trevor Richards and Nick Anderson go to the Rays, the Rays in a an inter-Florida trade. They also got Ryan Stanek, I think it was in that deal. Oh yes, yeah, so that's that's quite Inter- a good deal. Interesting little trade. Um, they basically suddenly have got some other more position prospects. Yeah. I was really surprised they let go of Zach Gallen though. Yeah, because he's he's basically one of the sort of prospects that actually started panning out. But I I. I and mean, we were talking about the Marlins the other day, actually, weren't we, when we were on that walk? Talking about um, how a lot of teams like that, they're almost so far away that they can't just do like a straight up, you know, like it's, it's, it's like almost like a two-stage rebuild. You can't just get some players and then, well, basically cause they dumped everyone. The haul they got was so minimal. They end up when you're like a bad team with a bad farm system. Yeah. You can't just bring up the players from your farm and then start trying to compete you almost no. need to bring up the players from your farm deal some of them those for more prospects yeah and then go again because you need you need to like spend a couple of years just building the farm up building some value not, not even trying to develop players yet you just want to really well obviously developing the miners but you don't you know you're not you don't you're not particularly looking to bring up young players that you're trying to hold on to no, especially. I mean, a couple of them maybe, like uh, Alfaro and like Brinson if he comes up, guys like that. But I'm really, I was really surprised um, that they they dealt Gallon, but maybe I well, yeah. I guess the thing is, pitchers are kind of hard to predict at times. Yeah, and they had a lot of them. Cause I don't think he was a super high prospect. No, and he just no. started performing really well. And this, like I said, the ceiling on Jazz Chisholm is ridiculous yeah like if he if he can figure it out because he's such a supreme athlete if if he can get like put all of that stuff together you're looking at like a lindor sort of player yeah um yeah there's a lot of players like that though i know yes exactly it's 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 another dice roll and probably well quite a good one because he's already a top 100 prospect yeah um I, I loved, I absolutely loved the Braves trade for them. I thought that was really nice. Um, yeah. It was also decent for the Rays because they, they got stuff they needed. It was just one of those trades that basically, and this is, I think this is why there was criticism of the um, the yeah. last week of the deadline, uh, before the deadline, is that people weren't making the moronic deals. Yeah, people, and that's what people, people always seem to crave. Well, a lot of people like to talk about it, black and white of buyers and sellers. But I think a lot of the intelligent teams now, well, I keep saying with Zaidi, of, and the, basically what the Rays did, is it's not so black and white. 
I, d I think it's right. Because, it, it, I mean, the, that while that deal is sort of a buy for the Rays, they gave up, like, one of their, like, key pitching guys. Who's been like, well, he's basically been two. that main opener. To get two, to yeah. Get two. One of who is really young anyway and hasn't. Isn't, which one is it? Is it Anderson, the reliever? Uh, Nick Anderson. Is he, is he really young? Well, I don't think he's really young, but he's, he's not play, pitched that much in the majors. He's not. He's he's 29, but yes, he he's only made 46 major league appearances, including one for the Rays. Yeah. So yeah, that guy is that's basically they've got Con a guy on another guy on the team control. Contr controllable for ages. Yeah, so, it's, so that's. I mean that that could almost be it. if if someone traded for like an established major leaguer for that guy, that would then be a selling move. So they've sort of a lot of teams are doing both at the same time. It's just. You it's know, weighing up. Weighing I think... up and, try, and basically trying to sustain long-term success right, where you're not just going to give away all your prospects and get for, yeah. and you're not just I... going to give away all your, all your current good players. To get so I think the result is, though, is I, I can't really think of maybe any. There are a couple of trades. Um, so like the Colby Allard for Chris Martin, I thought, well, that's a high price. And then I look into it and it's not really. Yeah. Um, but there, there weren't... I can't think of any trades off the top of my head anyway that were like, that was stupid. Whereas in the past, well, there there have been a few. I mean, like I I don't. I I and that's yeah. I think that's where people are like, why would people teams not proactive enough? Is just teams aren't making bad moves. They're not making reckless. Yeah, you can have Gavin yeah. Lux rental. And and also at the same time, um, the teams asking for that stuff are sort of right to ask for it. I mean, like yeah. the Felipe Vasquez stuff. It's like. Yeah, he's under loads of control. Controllable all-star. Yeah, he's he's been one of the best left-handed relievers for like a few years, and he's going to carry on being that for a few years. And is it four years of club four and a half years of club yeah, control? Yeah, something like that. And it's, so it's like, yeah, yeah you, even if they're not competing, you should want the farm, they, the house, they the want, keys, the they tractor. They want a lot. They're going to want a lot for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it it wasn't all just um, Gavin Lux. Anyway, they want. I think they were. There was quite a lot of stuff saying they would have done Dustin May and Kiebert Ruiz, which to me doesn't seem like a stupid price. But also at the same time, the Dodgers are, um, shouldn't have accepted that because they're in a really strong position anyway. And well, Dustin May has just made his major league debut. Yeah, and it could be like their next uh, like superstar starting pitcher to go with the rest of them. Yeah. So that's um. Yeah, just going back to the Granky deal. And I kind of think tie this into the maybe the inactivity of not as so much the Dodgers, but um, the Red Sox and Yankees, because that was one of the things that yeah. people, including people with websites like us, you want I, the big market teams think, to do stuff. Yeah, I got the sense of a lot of the time of the a lot of the uh, the media people you saw kind of moaning about it being slow and boring. A lot of it is oh yeah, there's not they're not the big blockbuster deals. There's no traffic because the big market the, teams aren't doing and, anything. And yeah, and the new, the Red Sox and Yankees aren't doing stuff, which is get yeah the clicks. I mean yeah, exactly. Which, um, yeah, would have would have been nice for the, our website as well, but you know. So I mean, the Grenke thing it was, was still fun. Was the um, the Yankees couldn't necessarily trade for him because he had a no trade to them. Um, yeah, I don't think they would have done anyway. But the, th the thing with that was the Astros, again, were proactive. And the Red Sox and Yankees, while we were just saying about don't make reckless deals, don't make bad deals for the sake of making a deal at the deadline, 
But also, if your bullpen is bad, or your rotation is giving up a ton of runs for yeah. a month, do something. Especially when you're meant to be competing right now. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about this, weren't we? If the the Yankees are now meant to be good, and while they are doing, they are doing really well. But like with how badly this rotation's been, I've, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to carry had a good on being, start last night. I think. Yeah, I don't think they're going to carry on being this bad because they weren't this bad before. It's just like a bad run, but you know, like it does show there's like vulnerability there. Yeah. And if you're not doing anything to fix that, like, well, they've got the money. They could have just gone and got Granky, couldn't they? They could have said. No, yeah, I don't know. Trade to them. I do. But I mean, what? What? They just wasn't going to go. Well, you don't. No one knows. But, but did, did he not? Oh, I, I, well, I mean, I, th- I think he probably may well have done. I mean, a lot of the time, people wave those. I did see a few people say he's Zach Greinke. Who knows? Other people, yeah, it yeah. would be you might go and play for the Yankees. He's also it's different to when it, if it's a rental because you can't say we'll give you an extension at the end of the year, can you? Like yeah. lure them in with a big pot of money. He's got several big pots yeah. of money at the moment. But no, I mean. They should have tried. Should have I doubt they did. Or, like, there's been nothing or Mike so Minor did. or something. But it's literally what. It, well, they're saying Divey Garcia was completely untouchable. Which, um, I mean, whilst he looks like a good prospect, it looks like he's had a good year. Like, I don't, I don't know whether that is completely sensible. I mean, it was, it was other than Syndergaard, he's untouchable, wasn't it? That yeah, that was the uh, that was the thing that Heyman kept John Heyman yeah. kept saying. My thing would be. Um, the Dodgers having Gavin Lux as untouchable, fair enough. Yeah. Especially Even when Dustin they, May they, and Will Smith, because they're yeah. all basically there. And they don't need to... And the Dodgers didn't have like a glaring need. They didn't really need to go and get Felipe Vasquez. It just would have made them... It would have made the them Dodgers, better. Which wasn't... It, it, although the Dodgers were grouped in, they didn't do anything. They yeah. did get... They got Colorec, didn't they, for their bullpen? And yeah. did they get someone else? Goffin, they might have picked up someone else. Yeah, I think those they the, did Dodgers stuff. I think those are the clever moves, though. To, like, well, the Braves did sort of did that, but they did give stuff up. But the Nationals did it as well, didn't they? Where they got um... Strickland, Ronis, Elias, who then injured yeah. himself by swinging when he'd been told not to, and Daniel Hudson. Yeah. Or well, not much. Well, they're not. I mean, they're not like big names, or they've not guys have been really productive recently. Well, they, I think Strickland was a free agent, wasn't he? Was he? Uh, no, he was at Seattle, was but he's he been in Seattle. Okay. I don't know. I've, I got a feeling he'd been released or something, but I don't know. He's just been really, really terrible. Where he almost would have been. I don't know. He's been injured, I yeah. think, for quite a bit this year. Um, yeah. I think when he's pitched, the ERA is like seven or something, isn't it? 6.23. But he's only pitched in five games, so. Okay. But yeah, but basically, my, my point is, like, those sort of moves, I think, are the clever ones. Where it's. You know, you're just trading little pieces each way. Um, but guys like that, I mean, pitchers particularly, when they go to a different environment and pitch on a different team, can just become something else. Yeah. If people get a little bit too wrapped on the up in the, this player's good, this player's bad. I mean, it's often a lot more complicated than that. Of, you know, everything else around it. Of just how the teams run and everything. Well... And the obvious example of that is Justin Verlander that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. The like he was out of the Tigers. What was it? He had like a Well, and Jared Cole, actually. Yeah, Jared Cole as well. I mean, Jared Cole, even yeah. more extreme. I mean, yeah, Astro's like the extreme version of 
But it yeah. happens with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the rays. The rays are another one that they get pictures and you know make them good. Yeah. But um, so so I, my thing with the Yankees to a lesser extent the Red Sox because they're not they're not right in it. The Yankees are going to win their division. They're yeah. going to the playoffs. And and to if, be honest, they've. I mean, I don't know what they're holding on to for, like... That's my thing, is, yeah, Divey Garcia and the rest of their farm, they don't have, like... I suppose because their rotation's been a bit weak, like, yeah, maybe they're thinking, we need him. But that's that's one prospect, isn't it? Like, I don't know how much difference that's going to make. But then a lot of the other guys, like Florial and guys like that, and other starting pitch they've got by, like, Clark Schmidt or something, is it? They don't look like they're going to make that much difference to, like... They're not moving the needle to make your World yeah, Series. Or, and especially when they're trying to win, like, right now. Yeah, exactly. They're not helping you this year. So that that is the most overwhelming point in the Dodgers' favour, is Gavin Lux, Dustin May, and Will Smith may well help them win the World Series this year. Yeah, or at least, well, some of them. Will Smith and Dustin May definitely will. Yeah. If, and if Gavin Lux doesn't, Gavin, be, Gavin he Lux might well be up opening day next year. So. Yeah, I mean, he's just, just been... everyday second baseman forever being more. repulsively good in AAA at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, retaining those to me is like, fine, make them untouchable. But with the Yankees, it's like, well, you needed a starting pitcher. Trade for Tanner Roark, trade for Mike Miner, do both. Yeah. Those That's worth more to you. Or try and get a controllable guy. Give up some of the depth from your farm to yeah. get a controllable guy to go alongside... Um, Tanaka and Paxton in the postseason, or yeah. I don't know what I would have done necessarily, but there were a lot of options, and to not do any of them, yeah, like okay, maybe it's not postseason baseball isn't like isn't a science in the same way as regular season baseball. Like maybe maybe Paxton and Tanaka have the best runs of their career. Maybe like yeah. they they go all Ryan Vogel song and are just absolutely unhittable to the postseason. Like I don't know. But if that happens, that won't be because Brian Cashman yeah. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, we're talking about this, weren't we? That that is like an obvious one of that. If their rotation has a meltdown in the division series and they go out in the division series, it's just it's just on the on him, isn't it? Really, it should be. It was like um, it's an obvious move. Everyone was pointing same, out that they needed a starter. Same goes for Boston's bullpen. One. The same goes for Boston's bullpen, but. That he also, you know, he traded for Sale and Eovaldi, yeah. who won in the World Series last year. So yeah, it's hard to argue with that. And, and they don't, they don't have that much to give away, to be honest. Other than, um, I I think I read somewhere a quote from someone in the Red Sox front office or something that basically, because they don't have much of a farm. I think the quote was saying like we have to, would have to do something stupid, like, like basically everyone's asking for Devers. Who's now hitting ridiculously well? But they they could have still made the the deals that the Nats yeah, made though. I guess so. Or like, they didn't well, do that. Like the, well, like the Giants just trading away some of their lesser relievers. Could have yeah. taken some of those. Yeah, they could have made a deal for Drew Pomeranz and Ray Black. Like it's yeah. it's difficult because we were saying earlier about um, is that people aren't just making like deals for the sake of it or stupid deals. But in these instances where both of those teams that they're definitely in a win now. For, yeah. Like, although I don't really like that phrase that much. Um, that they didn't try to do anything, really. That's what will be frustrating. Like you said with them, and the same with the Red Sox. The Red Sox get to the postseason and their bullpen blows a couple of leads and they get knocked out. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, it, they, it they basically been... they basically only wanted to get someone if it was like someone that's having a really good year, and they don't want to give up any good prospects for it. Was basically their attitude. It felt like, whereas everyone that, else sort of moved not, a bit. That's not going to get like, it done. Okay, if we can't not getting that guy for that, they either yeah. made the decision of okay, we'll up the prospects we're offering a little bit, or we'll go and get these other guys. Yeah, that are, have not been quite as good, but are cheaper. And it's like they didn't do either. They just were like, okay, if we can't have that guy. We just not do anything. Because I, I think it's maybe slightly arrogant, and may, I, I guess, I guess the partly maybe with the Yankees' record and stuff, particularly, it's like. Oh, well, our team's just better than everyone else. Like, if we're not getting an, one, another one of the best players in baseball, they can't help our team. But maybe. But like, like the the starting pitching isn't that good, is it? It's a uh, weird one. So, so I would put like Tanner Roark as the one of the easiest ones for them to do because he was a rental. He wasn't going massive expensive. Um, because it, it's yeah. the sort of deal that like maybe that the fans still complain about that. Because he's not a big name, it's not Strowman, it's not Baumgartner, um, and yeah, maybe he. There's a good chance that, like, well, not a good chance, maybe a bit harsh, but he could mess up a game in the postseason as well. Yeah. But I think when you're in this position, it, when you've, it would if he blew a game in the playoffs, it would then be seen as a bad trade. To me, that's just wrong. It would be, no, he got unlucky, perhaps. Yeah. Like he made, he tried to fix something that was a weakness, and it didn't work out in the big moment. That happens. But this is like you knew your rotation was potentially going to damage your your chance of winning the World Series. If that now turns out to be the case, it's like, well, you didn't even try to fix it. Yeah. That's that's just that would really frustrate me. Um, I mean, I feel a little bit like that with the Giants' rotation. In fact, is that they kind of are like <laughs> rolling with just throwing rookies in the back end of the rotation. And it started going. Not well, and they're not—they're not on course to win 100 games like the Yankees are. No, that would be a lot worse, I think. Then, yeah, yeah, I think so. What was it? The the room, the trade rumor that came out near the deadline—it was talked about afterwards. That one of the Yankees, one of the stars, the, for the Yankees, of the whoever it was offering it, would have accepted Clint Frazier and like Esther Florial or something. Oh. It was like Slim Frazier and a prospect. A prospect it was Robbie Ray. It was Robbie was Ray. It? So like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know why. I don't know why not do something like that when they basically don't want Clint Frazier. They have a really weird thing. It seems with Clint Frazier. They, they basically he, discarded him and said like not his, using him. His value is obviously high, and he's an important depth piece for them. For instance, when if Judge were to get injured again, but the trouble is, the longer they keep him and just keep dumping him in AAA, yeah, basically his trade his trade value is plummeting. They're lowering his value by sort of by doing that it's by it's, holding him it's a bit of the uh maybe a little bit of the Mourinho yeah the, the sort of yeah if they're just yeah you, you're suppressing the value of your own assets which is always a, a bit silly um have we got much time left uh we have we been... about 10 minutes okay i just quite like to talk about the Mets because this podcast is almost exclusively about the National League East it seems oh yeah we almost always just end up we managed not to talk about the Phillies who I'll just say they've they've actually done some nice stuff recently, but the yeah, Mets. That's why we're not talking about it. Are absolutely on fire. Yeah, but <laughs> the Mets are on fire at the moment. Um, the Stroman trade seemed that was one actually. I was saying about trades that I none of yeah. them I looked at and went that seems stupid. Don't know why the Blue Jays did that trade. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they thought. Why didn't they think they'd get more than that? I don't know. I mean, 
I suppose it, compared to some of the other trades that happened, I suppose they got a little bit. But um, yeah, basically, I I thought it was a sensible trade at the time, and then I, then when I didn't trade Wheeler, I was like, well, that's a bit silly. Because I thought, oh yeah, Stroman's a good trade for next year. But I didn't really realise until like the other day of just how good their record is. Like in July, I mean, like the Giants have been doing it. The Giants have been going on that run, and obviously we're like, oh yeah, the Giants are gonna make a push and but the Mets were like four games behind the Giants and like so what what are they doing thinking they can do it they, they're going to overtake the Giants pretty soon but they're yeah they're actually on it their pictures are now all really good based their rotation is really good and their ballpen's been really good their so rotation like, is not, um is now the best in baseball they don't have a front three quite as good as Verlander Cole Greinke yeah but the the DeGrom Syndergaard Stroman Mats Wheeler yeah, I mean, there's a fair bit of inconsistency in there, but Christ, like that—that's the sort yeah. of because all of them have that seven starts. You've given up one earned run each in that run. They just all have that. They're going to win you games. Yeah, and they could. Well, they're they're on it at the moment. That could go on for like a month, and yeah. they just barely lose that's a game. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, if they can like get that going, they can get to the postseason and. Like you know, keep up the form in the postseason, then they just they just cruise, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean it, it's a bit of we got a bit carried away on like a little hot streak, but yeah. it's just what a rotation does. I mean, like I love teams. I liked how the Brewers managed to muddle their way through without like star starting pitching and with a great bullpen and stuff. But there's something so daunting about facing a team with that rotation. Yeah, like well, like when you get a series occasionally. I don't actually know who the Giants are matched up with when they face the Nats soon. Yeah. Well, I when you face those, you get a three-game series. You get Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin the way they're pitching at the moment. No, I don't want that. It's like, and that's what's going to yeah, be. Just not going to any runs. That's, who's going to face? That's the sort of thing that kills your um, kills your offense, makes your offense cold. Yeah, because they're just all completely demoralized for the rest of their careers. I'm never going to be able to hit the ball again. Yeah. And like, that's what it's going to be like. Going back to the Astros again, like they're going to play some of the division series, and they're going to have those three at the start. Yeah, like, and it would be surprising over. if they don't sweep the division series because you're not even going to get a sniff of someone else. Yeah, yeah, like that is that is, and that's why it's sort of so strange about a lot of the starting pitches that didn't move. Yeah, I think because because the rotation yeah. still plays a huge part even now. Yeah, and even in October, I, I guess it's it's possible to do it without the rotation. It is, but yeah. having the having a rotation that's that good is still a massive advantage. Yeah, because the thing with, I think there's a cycle. I think the genuine is there's quite a big psychological element when you're facing, like, a proper monster starting pitcher. Yeah, there's that like, if he gets going here, we're just not got a chance. Well, yeah, particularly guys you can go deep. Well, yeah, like they can go deep and then they like, you know, they they have a couple of quick innings, and you're in trouble. Or like, uh, and if if that team has got a decent back end of the bullpen, it's like, well, so if if, if we can, some we get to this thing where it's like, oh, what if we get them out after seven? And that's off, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like you then face their two best relievers for an inning each. It's like, okay, how are we going to score any runs at any point? Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing. I mean, that's where the Mets. Well, they've got Seth they, Lugo in the bullpen. Who, and if Edwin Diaz can get anywhere near back, that's where they could be heading. I, just, I, I, just, I was just looking at because he got reliever of the month. I don't think yeah. he's given up a run. He'd give up a run in the whole of July. Yeah. Um, and striking out like 13 for 9 or something. And we've we've spoken a lot before about the Mets' 
core of their team, Ahmed Rosario started playing better defense and hitting a bit. Um, there's, uh, I mean, we've said it all before. It's kind of nothing new there. But they've, I really like that they've gone for it. Yeah. The Wheeler thing, I agree with you. I was a bit taken aback when it was like they're not trading him. But then when it was like, actually, you look at the, all those five names in the rotation, like, right, fair enough. You go and for well, it. And now they're doing well. You, you try and roll with that. Yeah. I kind of thought that Wheeler was just, yeah, for the Mets at least, was just going to be that one season. Yeah. I thought I thought he just wasn't going to do it this year, but he, at least, I think he started pitching well again. Anyway, should we uh, should we stop now? Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. Don't got anything else. Uh. So take a look at the website, everyone. There was lots of, of sports. Yeah. There's lots of trade deadline coverage. Yeah. There's almost well most of the trades. Yeah. Most of the main ones, or the ones we got around to. There's articles about on the website. Yeah. There's a little um. Uh, winners and losers and a power rankings as well for people to to get angry slash happy about yeah okay so um see ya see you later yeah bye goodbye